So what's up, Eric? Uh, how are you doing there? I can see that nervous laugh of yours uh, happening there. What's happening? I feel like I'm nervous for you, like helping you to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all good. Um, it's been quite a mission to try and get the tech to work. We've uh, been mm. trying to go live on this podcast now for like th three times in a row. <laughs> yeah, and that just yeah. has not worked out at all. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy yeah. that we finally figuring it out and we'll see how today yes. goes. And uh, mm. if you're listening, welcome. Welcome to the Expansive Podcast. What we are trying to do is to get people a bit more involved in the podcast because it's been such a great a show over the past few months we've really enjoyed the process of it and coming into 2021 we said we want to build more community around the expansive as well and we want to have people as part of the process and part of that means well let's perhaps record the podcast live so the people who don't listen to podcasts because let's be honest like many people aren't commuting so they're not listening to as many podcasts uh, let's get them involved through other platforms like facebook for example so this is an attempt for us to get more people involved in uh, in sharing the conversation. Yeah, oh, that's really great, Eric. I think uh, a lot of our habits changed because of COVID and pre-COVID. Uh, all of us were traveling a lot and we had the time to listen to podcasts. And now that time has gone away. And so nobody's listening to a podcast from their lounge to their living room to their mm. home office. And so that time is gone. So there's different ways that we engage in information. And we've seen many trends happen because of COVID Another one that we've seen actually grow, and I made a video about it the other day, is this idea that we went from brick and mortar to digital, and now we're moving to virtual. In other words, people don't want static digital engagement. They want live digital engagement. And mm. you can see this from the likes of Clubhouse, of TikTok, and Stories becoming the major thing that people want to engage with because it's fresh, it's happening now, and it's able to engage. And so this is what we're trying to do is we're trying to take the podcast and make it more live. And also, once uh, Clubhouse allows Android phones, then Eric will be able to come and join me on Clubhouse, and we can start doing this on Clubhouse. And if you don't know what Clubhouse is, it's a virtual podcast. It's uh, the real podcast happening in real life, and people can put their hands up, come into the conversation. You can go into a conversation. So... I think we're seeing a massive shift towards virtual learning, virtual engagement, and a big move away from static digital stuff. I mean, mm. think about it. How much stuff is there to watch on YouTube? And we kind of like, we're waiting for the next best thing rather than going back into the archives. So like we said, yeah. this is our first hit at this. And so welcome to the expansive on the, on Facebook for the first time. Eric, uh, how has your week been so far? And uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on in business for you. Listen, I want to just say it's so funny because, you know, I'm, I'm a very avid podcast listener. That's how I would describe myself. And the most I do with podcasts lately is just delete them. Cause what happens is like I eventually get into the car because I'm not driving anyway. So I eventually get into the car where I would listen to podcasts usually. And what I tend to do is I'll delete like 60 podcasts at a time that I've downloaded. And I'm like, I'll never get to all of this. And like you yeah. also have this FOMO, like this is old by now. Like I need to get to the new stuff. So I actually feel like I spend more time deleting podcasts than listening to them these days, um, which is, which is like a bit sad as well. But listen, um, yeah, things are going well. And it's quite funny because when we record these podcasts, we always engaging in the background via WhatsApp, talking about ideas. What are we going to speak about? What is the format going to be? 
And it's so funny that, you know, we said, well, what are we going to speak about today? And you were like, oh, just, I just have so many ideas. I've been making so many videos. And I was like, well, I, I have so many ideas. I have so many things that I want to say. And then we were like, okay, well, let's just talk. Like for today's episode, yeah. let's just actually yeah. have a, have a chat. And, um, yeah, as always, we schedule for three o'clock and we only get to the podcast at 20 past four. Yeah, we we always complain that we should have started recording it when we first started talking because all that good stuff comes out there. Maybe we'd have to like not say too many like the exact things we said uh, off camera and off recording, but really the gist of it is there, and it takes us an hour until we get into the podcast. I think it's a good representation of our friendship, and many people have have commented on iTunes of the bromance between us. I think. <laughs> We share a lot of the same things and as far as love is concerned, like love animals and love talking, love writing and love sharing ideas. And so there's a lot to share between us because we living in parallel worlds, but really focusing on the same sort of thing. So I'm glad you're busy. I know you've got that leadership book um, that you're uh, bringing out. Tell us a little bit about that leadership book. Yeah. So the leadership manual is out. Um, that's the one that I wrote in the beginning of the year. Um, it has four different sections. Um, one part of it is uh, what are the mindsets I think that are required for this year? And that has to do with psychological stamina to do with uh, positioning yourself for success, et cetera, et cetera. Then there's a part that's about some of the trends that I'm seeing in learning and in leadership. Uh, some of my own predictions that I think might happen this year. And then some reflection points for, for leaders and teams to consider as well. And, and then, when is that book coming out? Eric? No, it's out. It's out. It's like close to a, a thousand downloads already. Oh, tell us how do we how do we yeah. get it? I, I didn't even see it. Are you joking? Yeah. How did yeah. I not even see it? Am uh, I not I'm, a leader? I'm quite Was surprised. I'm not part of your mailing list, bro. It's because you are so busy. You're so busy giving keynotes. Like you, you don't see what's happening. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see. Um, okay. Yeah, so, so where, that's where do we download it? Um, on my site, erickruger.com forward slash manual twenty twenty one. Okay. And then I'm busy with a second. Uh, this is called like a longer article around transformational leadership, which we spoke about last week. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to just think about contextualizing transformational leadership a bit more for the modern times that we find ourselves in. So mm. it's taking a bit longer to write that. Um, I'm doing so much writing that I'm just not getting to all of it at the same time. Um, yeah, but so that'll be out hopefully in, in maybe the next two or three weeks as well. What's happening on your right. side? So uh, yeah, I'll get to me now, but yeah. you're really just diving deep into this leadership space and um, obviously coaching a lot of CEOs and working with these um, groups of leaders and trying to get them to be more transformational, less transactional, and uh, sharing the depth of knowledge you have with leaders. It's fascinating to watch you having really fine-tuned your skill around this. And last week's podcast mm. where we did around transformational and transactional leadership. I've got to be honest, I've, I've spoken once or twice with clients around that idea because I found it so powerful. So if you are listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it on Facebook, definitely go and listen to the last podcast on um, transformational leadership. Uh, it's actually part two. I did part one, Eric did part two uh, around the different styles that are required as we come through this COVID and everything that's changing around us. Mm. Um, things are going really well for me. Um, I've been doing work in Abu Dhabi and Dubai again, which I'm so very happy I about. That, I do yeah. miss that city and that sort of space uh, a lot. Uh, having the the sort of 
the regal Arab way to start meetings and everybody's very polite and there's a very different nuance, you know, that is in South Africa. Um, and I just love it. You know, having that exposure to that city uh, has been just a fantastic experience for me. Um, and besides that, also running my masterclasses, I've got Forge Your Future, which is one for dynamic individuals starting on the 1st of March and doing a free webinar on Monday night at six o'clock. And we've already had about 85 or 90 people apply for that, which is really great. And I've also developed a transformational workshop with, together with EY London to help them transform their organization and also help mm. their clients with the process of understanding what's holding leaders back in as far as this transformation that we're going through. And I call it transformation because it's moving at pace into an uncertain future. And that's exactly what everybody's going through at the moment. And so all the talks I'm giving and all the strategy sessions I'm giving, people are suffering from very, very similar things. No matter if they're in Dubai, in London, in Abu Dhabi, Johannesburg or Cape Town, people are suffering from being stuck and mm. wanting to go back to some form of normality. And we know that that's not around the corner. It's really a very far away away uh, for many of us. And so it's really time for us to button down and, and figure out and take the responsibility to sort our perspective out, you know? You know, I think I keep coming back to this idea that we are in it for so much longer than we think. And I was speaking to one of my clients today who's actually, um, he's a surgeon in one of the hospitals. And he was saying that, don't expect to take your mask off in public for this year. Like that's probably not going to happen. And, you know, we keep hoping that just around the corner, things change again. But it, it's that kind of thinking that's going to keep you stuck. And it's going to create a lot of anxiety and frustration for you because you waiting for the external world to change in some way that gives you permission to go and do things in a certain way when really it, everything just needs to be informed by your own internal dialogue and the, the kind of way that you want to show up in the world. You can't wait for well, the external world to tell you what to do and, and how to do it. Yeah, I think people are in denial. Mm. I think people are suffering from denial of the future that's changing, you know, mm. and they're holding on. And I'm finding a lot of businesses taking strain, but also a lot of businesses that are still going, making less money. And mm. so they're fighting a good fight, but in the wrong place. They're fighting a good fight uh, with margins and with like little bits of percentage to try and make money. And that's really not going to be helping. And it's a tough place. You know, I've got some friends who are in restaurants some friends who are in food production and all of them are, are, are just taking a little bit more strain than they should be. And my advice is always the same is like, you've got to step out and look broader and bigger on the outside and try and build some sort of online persona and aspiration that people want to do business with you. I think the best example I saw recently, I don't know if you saw it was that guy from YouTube, Mr. Beast mm. who opened up 300 burger joints overnight and, you know, utilizing that, and let's mark Maponyane's machine as well, having burgers, it's using star power to drive a brand, an aspirational brand. And we know restaurants are taking strain, but Muffs Maponyane's brands is cooking. Why? Mm. It's influence. It's uh, star power. It's aspirational. And guess what? Every single one of us have an opportunity to develop some sort of aspirational brand that gets people to come and work with us rather mm. than us always pushing ourselves onto people. So the rules are changing. And just because you are fighting a good fight, it doesn't mean you're going to win. It means that you need to rethink your strategy and fight where it's easy rather than try and fight where it's hard or where it used to be. And so we all have to wake up to this aspect that, you know, things are really changing at such a massive rate. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, it ties in so beautifully to the video that you made um, a bit earlier in the week around selling. 
and that selling is is really a trust based exercise. And I think it, it's probably always been, but it's just it's different now. Like, do you want to expand on that a bit? Yeah, I met I met with a with a brand like a, a futuristic insurance company, and the CEO was telling me that he is always getting pushback from the big insurance companies. And he was explaining to me, and Eric, I didn't know this, the, the insurance process uh, and these big insurance companies have deals with the mass smarts of the world and these big clients. And there is so much margin that's been wasted inside these processes because the processes are so old. And so when you come with a new business uh, into an established business, guess what? None of those people that are making all those margins want to hear from you. Because you're going to disrupt their business. And so what always happens is that he goes into a boardroom and it's a fight and he leaves with nothing. And he's been doing this for years and years and years. And my advice was to him is like, look, every time you step into that boardroom, they've got their backs up. And if they've got their backs up, what are they going to be listening to? They're not listening to anything, really. And so what you have to do is develop a thought leadership that advises these exact leaders and shows them a new way without ever even speaking to them. And so what are these leaders doing? They on LinkedIn, they reading newspapers, they watching news channels, they maybe on Twitter. And how are you positioning yourself as the champion of the new type of insurance, as the thought leader in the new way to secure some form of financing or whatever the case may be? And let these people build trust with you over time where you show them there's a new way without threatening them. And then they can come to you and ask you to come into their business and help them. And this becomes a very, very powerful way to build long-term sustainable relationships with people because otherwise you're just going in pushing against people that have got their backs up and that just never helps. And think about you and my business, Eric. It's like you can't go and sell talks. You've got to write books. You've got to share articles. You've written the leadership thing. So these CEOs that are hiring you have read your stuff. So they call you into their mm. businesses, you know? Mm. And the same for me. It's like, why do I write a book every year? It's to position myself as a thought leader in what I do. And why do we spend money on PR? Why are we redoing our brand on Expansive? These are all investments in the long run to bring people into our ecosystem. So mm. this becomes of paramount importance in all industries because where are we all spending our time? Online. What are we all aspiring to? The people that are positioning themselves to be aspired to. And the minute you get it right, the best part is that price becomes secondary. Mm. All of a sudden, people just want you. So it doesn't price become secondary, you know? So it's a really, it's a really poignant and also important paradigm shift. We all have to start adopting. You know, I, I, I totally get it because I've been in, engaged in that process for so long. And I've always thought like when it comes to coaching clients, um, my close rate on, on a call is always very high. And the reason for that is because by the time you get to me, you've read about you know, my thinking, you've heard me speak about it. So like mm. by the time you get to me, like we're just having a conversation, you know already who I am, what I do, all of that. Yeah. And what I specifically love by what you said in that video is that um, it's a soft way. It's a soft approach because you're reaching people when they are relaxed. Like you're not reaching them when their backs up. You're reaching them when they when they chilling, when they sitting on the couch going through LinkedIn. And so their backs aren't up in that moment. They get to engage with you in a different kind of way. And I think a very important thing is that over time, that's the big thing here, that the consistency is what builds trust as well, because you need to consistently show me that you are interested in solving this problem. If I just see you every now and then, it's not the same, you know. So building trust is having this 
this public persona perhaps or this public um platform for sharing a, around an idea or around a challenge but then also doing that consistently and showing us that you are going to persevere with us um because trust is such a multifaceted thing and also look the thing is this is that everything that we're good at everybody that's done something that's great they've learned the process mm. and if we adopt that mindset there's nothing you can't learn to become good at something. And I mean, I go back to my, you know, if you've been following me on social media, you know, I'm doing an Ironman or a half Ironman. I haven't decided yet, but I want to go for both. But I'm learning how to swim. I mean, I know how to swim, but like not swim, swim. I mean, I can do like a little bit in, in the ocean, but not really like swim two kilometers. But I'm learning how to swim. And, and it's like, I'm learning. It's like something brand new for me. My brain is having to figure out the breathing technique. And, and yesterday I learned how to change a puncture and I know how to change a puncture, but really doing it at pace and mm. making sure that when you're in the race that you can get it right, all of these things can be learned. And before going to changing the tire or before going to my first swimming lesson, I was always nervous. I was like, oh my God, it's like this big mountain that I need to climb. It's dark and scary. I'm just not even going to go there. But the truth is I walk away from those. Like that wasn't that easy. I mean, that wasn't that hard. It's mm. actually quite simple. And so it's, it's the fear we have to learning something new. It's the fear we have to stepping out of our comfort zone that often blocks us from actually trying anything new. So everybody that's in the world of sales and push sales, trying this new way of selling says, well, I'm uncomfortable in front of the camera or who am I to be interviewed or rubbish. You've all got a genius. You've all been working on something that's awesome. It's the strategy of how you want to bring it in where you have to have a beginner's mind in this new world. That's really tough. You know, the first time you and I recorded a podcast was really scary. We didn't know what we we're doing. We're trying to put it out there. And like, look, even today, we tried even to do today. this thing on live. It was a shocker. But, you know, we got it right. <laughs> and we did it. You know, one of the things that I learned very early on that was a game changer for me, just in terms of a mindset for approaching sharing things online, um, was exactly what you just said. Like your Iron Man journey is the perfect example of that, is that you need to take away the expectation or the um, the filter that you put over that you are trying to be the expert or that you are trying to be the best at or whatever that may be. Because I think that's how many people approach it, right? Like online is the perfect place to put forth what you aren't. And so when people start doing that, there's a bit of fear that I'm going to get caught out or people are going to judge me. And the shift for me was, and this was in better man days, was to go from, I'm not the expert, but I'm here to share my journey. Mm. And guess what? Like when you share your journey for long enough, you become the expert. That's yes. it's an interesting thing that happens. Brilliant. But Brilliant. it takes away a lot of the pressure, right? Because now I'm just here to say, listen, like I, I learned this thing about, um, about trust and about about building a brand online and this is what i think about it and like there's no expectation because like mm. i'm just sharing you know um so if if you are listening to this and you're thinking that this is a, a route that you want to take that's a great mindset to adopt when you start building this brand online and when you start start thinking about building trust online uh, that's a great point and you know um iraj my co my co-author on my book future next he said something really great he says we don't have the answers we're here to help start new conversations mm. 
And I thought that was really great. You know, mm. no pressure on us because we don't have, how do you have all the answers? You don't have all the answers, mm. but you're here to start a new conversation and to spark a new idea just based on your own learning. And I think when you approach it like that, that's also key. But there's somebody that you and I know that I won't mention any names and he was very uncomfortable also in our world of speaking and writing. And, and he was very uncomfortable in making videos. And I said to him, I said, I think he's scared to make videos because he judges so many other videos. And the minute he can stop judging those other ones, you'll also stop projecting that other people will be judging him. Mm. And so it's also your projection of what other people are doing that stops you because you think everybody's going to be doing what you're doing. And mm. the truth is when I watch people online, I try and take away what I can learn from them. And some people are just not for me. I don't think they're idiots. I just, the answer is they're just not for me and I'm just not for them. And that also alleviates a lot of pressure to say, well, look, I'm doing my best, I'm learning, I'm starting a conversation, but I do understand that ultimately I need to be building a persona of aspiration, whether I'm a doctor, a baker, a candlestick maker, or a speaker, <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, it's actually funny because in the leadership manual, and, and you haven't seen it, um, one of the things that I mentioned as my predictions was that I think thought leadership, uh, personal branding for leaders is going to tremendously increase. Yes, in the next couple couple of years. And and partly because that's how your team is going to get to know you. Like if you're doing everything remotely, like you are essentially a personal brand sitting on the other side of a screen, right? That's right. And yeah. so I think an important thing for leaders to think about is what is that personal brand going to represent? How are you going to get it out there? Are you going to, because now, especially if you're running a very big organization and people don't have time with you, like how are they going to get to know who their leader is? But well, a, a good way yeah, to absolutely. do that is through video and through writing mm -hmm. and let people engage with that in the organization. Well, look, you've been engaged and uh, with your girlfriend for many years, or if you aren't saying now, um, I've been single for, for a year or so. And dating is kind of similar because you get to know somebody based on their digital persona. Mm. Um, and you can go far back enough and you can get a good essence and sense of what somebody's like. And so you can build trust a lot sooner rather than waiting. And so whether it's dating, whether it's leadership, whether it's sales, all of it is based on us building trust when we're sitting on the couch, relaxing, not being sold to, not being pushed on, not being sweet spoken to. It's like, okay, I'm watching you from the back. Okay. I like this. Or I don't like this. And I'm, and I'm going to make my decision from that. So mm. we urge you to step up and uh, step into your most powerful self on the digital world. That's really where the world's going. You have no choice. Uh, you might as well embrace it. Thank you so much for joining us in today's podcast, uh, Facebook Live, even though we had a rough start. If you think somebody could benefit from hearing what we've spoken about today, please share this episode. And also go onto iTunes, leave us a rating, and uh, we look forward to hosting you on our next podcast. Eric, thanks so much for joining me. Any Thank closing you. remarks? Uh, no, I think that was great. Uh, a, a great uh, bit of experimentation here on the expansive today, which is what we are all about. I can't wait for our new brand to go live. Um, I always yes. enjoy our Good conversations. And uh, thank you very much um, to everyone that uh, tuned in. Please let us know how it went on the Facebook Live. I haven't been monitoring the comments at all. I don't know if there are any comments. <laughs> but, uh, I hear crickets. We'll I hear crickets. There's nobody around. There's nobody around. Okay, Thanks, brother. Okay, ciao.